Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we're discussing Nidham in the Season series, episode two of the Thai BL drama series, currently airing on WeTV Peeps. I think if you have a VPN, you can access it. I'm not sure for viewers in North America how that works, but it should be available with the VPN anywhere. So anyway, this episode I found kind of funny. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's my weird sense of humor, but it opens up with Jin realizing that Baum is not dating Aim at all because he's her cousin, and cousins don't date unless you're reading a Victorian novel where they tended to marry one another, which is a little mildly disturbing to say the least. I mean, you know, um, I like first cousins as much as anything, but not for marriage proposal suggestions. So anyway, moving on here. But, you know, so he realizes that Baum is not hitting on his ex-girlfriend and he got mad at him for really no good reason. So he ends up getting on Facebook and messaging Baum and saying, why didn't you just tell me that you were a real relative of Ames so that I didn't completely unload on you thinking you were her new boyfriend? And Baum says, well, I tried to tell you that we were just friends, as I mentioned when we first met, but you know, you didn't listen to me when I said that to you because you couldn't hear me, Jin. And so he says, well, to make it up for you, how about I help you with whoever you are trying to woo and, you know, be with? And he says, um, no, thank you. I think I can help myself there. I don't need your assistance for who I'm trying to get to date. And then Bob sends all these very strange emojis to Jin, which I'm sitting there going, you know, if anyone is familiar with the line app or with Kakao, they do have some interesting emojis that I'm still not certain what they mean. I mean, I mean, they're cute emojis, but you're sitting there going, I don't know what they mean. So anyway, Jin is sitting there going, why is he sending me these cute emojis? This makes no sense. I offered to help him win his new love interest over and he's sending me these cute emojis and saying that he's got this covered. He says, you know, I'm I'm the king of the campus. I, I have wooed many women. I can help him with this. And, you know, Anna's sitting there going, you know, just because Jin has wooed possibly several girlfriends, um, he obviously didn't stick with those girlfriends. So I wouldn't know if that would be a particularly good track record to take advice from in the first place, but that's a mild digression here. I will completely admit. So anyway, bomb is trying to woo his secret person that he likes, which we all know who that is as viewers. And anyway, Jen ends up liking being around Baum in a distant kind of way where he's kind of crankily watching Baum and you're not really sure what Jen is thinking you're sitting there going well Jen must somewhat like him and I will say Baum has some likable characteristics he's quiet he's pretty level-headed um, I'm not quite sure what's going on with him and AIM and that whole deal but you know anyway there's always some things that we don't know so that's kind of strange but you know as the story progresses you find out that Mr. K, and again, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but he's my favorite of Jin and Baum's combined friend group, um, has been trying to assist Baum in his wooing of 
Jin, which, you know, basically means that when Balm hands over money to Jin's other friend who will accept it to buy ice cream and says, will you stay here till halftime so I can go speak with Jin for, you know, that period of time while you guys, you know, gorge yourself on ice cream. And so they reluctantly agree. And during that time, you kind of find out that Jin and Bomb are conversing with each other. They're back and forth banter. And, you know, I don't know, but with some couples, it is, as Jane Austen said, general incivility is the very essence of love. I'm not really quite sure why, but it reminds me sort of of that quote that, you know, you found that one person that you want to annoy for the rest of your life. And I really do think in some couple's situation. That is true. They do find that one special person that they can annoy for the rest of their life. But I think once you get past the annoyance, it's going to be interesting to see as Jin and Bomb develop as characters because, you know, they're two friends. They're two Yahoo friends are sitting there. The one is now heartbroken because his beloved girlfriend has split up with him and he's sitting there and he won't even eat his soup, which has now gotten cold. And he's just going, I'm heartbroken, I'm heartbroken. And the other friends are going, your soup is cold, <laughs> which is kind of funny. So anyway, but you know, as it progresses, it's going to be interesting to see how people who go from being cantankerous toward one another decide to not be cantankerous because you know I think a lot of times when you have two individuals who don't get along well there are two solutions to that problem one is sometimes you really do need to sit there and go these two people don't work together well they're never going to work together well and that's the end of it but I think a lot of times it's because people misunderstand one another they think that one person's actions mean one thing, which quite honestly, those person's actions may not mean that at all. I think, you know, having the courage to sit there and go, what did these actions mean is something that takes an incredible amount of bravery. I mean, really, I mean, out of everything in this world that you have to do, taking that 20 seconds of courage, as they say, and we bought a zoo and standing there and asking those difficult questions saying, you know, I heard this when you said X, but you know, maybe that's just what I heard. Maybe it meant something else to you. And you know, oftentimes in life, when you do have that courage, I'm not saying sometimes you'll walk up and have that discussion and they'll go, yeah, I totally meant what you think. And I'm going, Ooh, okay, guess you had not enough coffee today, but you know, sometimes it's something completely different. Sometimes it doesn't mean those things. And having those 20 seconds of courage to sit there with someone who you might not really agree with, who you might be even really, really upset with, and having the time to go, you know, I'm upset, but this is why. And perhaps I'm looking at this through a lens that is clouded by my own preconceived notions of what happened or what didn't happen or what could have happened and having the chance to give that other person a moment to explain things from their viewpoint. And I think that's one of the things I do like about a lot of the BL dramas is we have those moments quite a bit. We have those moments where the two characters might be, you know, wanting to be at each other's throats, but instead take a minute to talk about it. And, you know, I think one of the reasons we do have this in BL drama more than others, and this isn't trying to be sexist at all, but I think guys in general tend to have a better ability to sit there and not 
skirt around things quite so much. I mean, I think as women, we are raised to sit there and kind of skirt around issues. Like we beat around the bush. We don't want to come out and say what we think because we're afraid that that would seem too blunt. And really, bluntness in women isn't a very appreciated quality in modern society. But you know, I think with guys, they have a much better ability to sit there and not have that problem sitting there and going, what did you mean by X? Without any trouble. Now, me growing up, I was kind of that way anyway, which didn't make me very liked in certain circles because I was blunt. I would sit there and go, what does X mean? What does Y mean? You know, why are we talking about, why aren't we talking about this instead of beating around the bush? Because, you know, as uncomfortable as it is to face things, it's much better to deal with things head on sometimes than to sit there and let them ferment for years and years and years. So, you know, but I think that with BL drama in particular, one of the reasons that I do like it a lot is number one, they do not have gender wars where, you know, someone sits there and goes, well, you're doing that because you're such a guy or you're doing that because you're such a girl. And they also don't tend to have these beating around the bush moments where people don't really say what they mean. Now, they do have those moments like when you run into a family issue, like I can think of in Why Are You, which I'm not recommending as a series, as you guys will know from my reviews of that. It was not one of Anna's favorites for multiple reasons, which will take up far too much time for this podcast, but you can go listen to those others if you'd like to. So anyway, um, I have no idea what happened there. I don't know what happened there. Okay, I think um, the audio for the dinner I just finished watching started playing. I am sorry, peeps. I really don't know why that happened. But anyway, moving on. So nice little music there for a moment. But I don't know why. My computer has decided to start talking at really odd times, which is perfectly fine when it's just me. But, you know, when I'm in the middle of an English lesson and it starts playing, you know, music from a C drama or a J drama or... Um, a Thai drama. It's kind of where my students are looking at me. I'm going, I don't know. My computer just decided to wake up and start playing that in an open page. I don't know why it does that. So anyway, we all have issues with our technology sometimes. So anyway, back to discussing difficult topics. You know, I think BL dramas handle this much better than other dramas. And I think one of the reasons is, is you are dealing with two guys. Now, again, as in why are you, you do have that issue with Tudor and Fighter not dealing with the fact that, you know, Fighter's dad came to Tudor and told him to leave Tudor alone because Tudor didn't want to be with him. He wouldn't have a normal family and be acceptable in society, and that wouldn't be with Tudor. And Tudor didn't talk to Fighter, which was really, I think, one of the weirdest things of that whole series, because I think one of the things that I did like about Tudor and Fighter as a couple is when they do have a problem, they typically discussed it head on and they faced it head on together. And in that situation, Tudor didn't. But I think also this isn't really something that I can sit there and boil down to. Well, Tudor is beating around bush. No, Tudor wasn't beating around bush. Tudor looked at their options and he said, you know, I want Fighter to have a good life. I want him to be able to be in the family business. I want him to have a good relationship with his dad. And if that means that in the long run, I don't get to be with Fighter as a couple, 
I'm willing to lose fighter to myself if it means that he and his family can have a good life together because that's what I want for him because I care for him. And so I think, you know, in that case, it wasn't that Tudor didn't, you know, was uncomfortable having that conversation. I think it was Tudor saw it as a lost cause and thought, I'll cut my losses now and give fighter a chance to go live the life that he probably wants to live. So, you know, that's, yeah, yeah, long digression. But anyway, but moving on, you know, I think Nidamin kind of encapsulates in this brief couple of episodes the fact that, you know, the characters do face their problems head on. I think this is what sets apart from other romantic comedies where, you know, I don't mean it bad, but people in rom-coms seldom really discuss what the problem is. Now, I will say there are some that Anna likes where they do face their troubles and their difficulties. And, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time is Winery Bride, which if you guys haven't seen it, go watch Gary Marshall's masterpiece. That's all I'm saying. But, you know, even in that show, the characters really didn't deal with their problems for years, months, decades, you know. Maggie didn't take care of the fact that she ran away from weddings because she was totally freaked out about the person who was in front of her for like literally it took her several weddings to figure that out and turn in her wedding her running shoes to someone who was worthy enough of them but you know my point is is in most rom-coms we don't have these difficult conversations we don't sit there and go what really is going on and I think that's what sets BL drama apart, along with a bunch of other things. And so that is, I'm sorry, that was a very long digression, peeps. But, you know, I think this episode was my favorite so far because you got to see Jin and Balm kind of in their back and forth banter stage. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to watch episode three here shortly to see what happens in this next episode. How do they relate to one another, etc.? And so it's going to be interesting because this is the episode where mom just comes out and goes, I, I think I like you, Jen, and that's why I've been doing what I'm doing. And, you know, again, that straightforward approach, I think, is always better than that beating around the bush about things, whether it's romantic relationships, business relationships, whatever. And that is my review of Nidamin episode two. You can definitely watch this on Daily Motion. I will drop a link in the description. I am sorry, peeps. My descriptions have been lacking as well as my updating to Facebook. And I really do apologize. But I'm hoping this next week to catch that up and some of the What the BL podcast. So we have all the BL reviews that we have done on Check It Round Table over on that podcast as well. So you guys can check it out all in one spot without having to sift through all the other reviews we do. And with that, Anna out. Check it at the round table. Bye.